So with a deep breath in, I invite you to place your hand on your heart. As we remind ourselves that we are wholeheartedly available for e-healing. And taking this breath of love and gratitude together, we enter into an awareness of our heart. We drop into our heart, moving out of our head, out of our egotistical, intellectual understanding, and into the heart. Opening our heart where all the knowledge is revealed to us, everything we need to know, all the wisdom, all the peace, all the joy, all the harmony. We affirm that we are wholeheartedly available for our healing, consciously in every moment making a holy offering of any anger, resentment, unworthiness. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit Self to resolve and dissolve all attachment to the causes of anger, resentment, and unworthiness. We are healing back to the root cause by aligning with our source of divine love. So grateful and thankful that we are made in the image and the likeness of love. Love is our true nature. And so we allow ourselves to be loving. Grateful and thankful to surrender the habits of lack and attack and to open our heart and mind into the fullness of the divine love. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In grace and gratitude, we allow it to be and so it is. Good morning, everybody. I just want to um, remind everybody to please help protect the call from outside noise by utilizing your mute button. And the um, uh, if you want to raise your hand, it's um, star two. And mute is star five, unmute star six, and star seven, unmute. Okay, I will uh, open it up to everybody. And please, if you feel so inclined to share your name and where you're from, please do so. Welcome to your community call. Okay. I think uh, everything should be should be available for conversation. Morning, Hello? this is Tina, West Virginia. Hi, everyone. This is Akash from England. I think that's everybody. Good morning. How's everybody doing? 
I'm doing okay. How about you, Akash and Carol, and anybody else out there? Yeah, I'm all right. Um, I started working with my uh, personal trainer this week. Oh, and, cool. Uh, I've been uh, I've been doing uh, you know more rigorous exercise. I've been given a like a kind of homework to do, so I've done that every day of this week. So that's Congratulations. Good. And also, I've knocked out. Um, I used to drink energy drinks. And uh, I've stopped doing that, so that's been a bit of a breakthrough. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. Wow, you're really making great strides. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'll go next. I... um had an okay week. I had um, a tough day on, um, I think it was Wednesday. I posted in the Facebook group um, just my struggles with emotional eating and overeating. And um, sometimes it is just so overwhelming, just sort of the cycle and just you know, I know recognizing it is a big part, but it's just something I've been really working on for a while, and it just, sometimes it's just so frustrating to not be further along in that journey and to feel like um, like you're almost just along, you know, like a roller coaster's going by and you're just hanging on the sidebars, you know, and uh, really have no control. And so um, this week it was just really, really, challenging for me and I got really, you know, frustrated and I just, uh, it's just really hard. I just tend to beat myself up and it just, it just starts this whole, you know, this whole cycle, sort of like a snowball effect, so. Mm. Well, it's interesting you should mention that because um, I am presently uh, uh, overweight myself and I mentioned a book by Ken Watnick to the group a uh, week before last, but I just had a my a call with my prayer partner, who's uh, Laurie Gifford, who incidentally said to te- send everyone her love, and uh, she's not on the call because she's her family are visiting her at this moment, and uh, she mentioned to me that she's um, joined up with uh, Tina, and yep. she recommended to me a book by Marianne Williamson called A Course in Weight Loss. And it's the principles of A Course in Miracles applied to uh, weight loss. And I think there's 21 spiritual lessons is the subtitle. And she read me a a short uh, excerpt from it. And it really did sound uh, quite interesting. Um, I, I have ordered it. And uh, I can't comment much because I, I don't, you know, I'm not familiar with it other than, you know, it having been mentioned to me and it sounds inspiring. But um, if you don't feel moved to uh, get hold of that, then um, I'll, I'll let you know how I get along uh, with it and uh, keep you posted. Remind me your name again. I'm Tina. I'm the Tina Lori's meeting with. So yeah, I all right. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I listened to it um, 
I was on a road trip, and so I had my Kindle with me, and um, I had ordered it. I found it online. I or also ordered the Ken Wapnick book, but I haven't started that yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I um, I ordered the Kindle version, you know, in the Audible, and it was her mm-hmm. reading it. And I was just, you know, I was driving, so I couldn't, you know, like take notes or, or do stuff, but I was just so struck because um, just how practical it was, just everything resonated with me, and I... Um, I'd never heard of A Course in Miracles before I started working with Jennifer, and I don't know that I'd say, uh, like, I'm a student of it, you know, but I just find, um, so I was kind of concerned, like, oh, is this going to be sort of too much, like, I won't understand it, or I can't, you know, fully enjoy it because it'll be all Course in but it's just so practical, and so, um, so then I kind of put it away, because I think, um, you know, a part of me was like, oh, this is great, but it's definitely work. You know, there's, like, work each chapter and everything. And then I ordered – I am – excuse me, I burped. (laughs) Um, I like to listen to meditations as I fall asleep, and normally I listen to ones from Deepak Chopra and Oprah. But I I saw that she had some. So I ordered those, and I got those, and I started listening to them. And I was thinking it was going to be sort of uh, – more positive, you know, like motivation, kind of relaxing, but it's not. It's very much um, like get your button gear, do stuff. And so it's great, but I, it was funny because I was sitting there, you know, I was like, okay, I want to go to sleep. You know, I want to fill my mind with these good things before I go to bed. And it was like, okay, get up and take everything out of your cabinets. You're supposed to take each thing and spend some time with each item in your refrigerator. And I was like, okay, this is not a fall asleep kind of meditation. (laughs) So, but I'm, um, and then Lori contacted me, and I'm just super excited. And I just really feel that is just such a blessing. I'm just, I'm just really excited, you know, to have someone to go through the book with. And, um, yeah. So uh so I think part of it I, w- I was telling my prayer partner that um part of I think my anxiety this week is that sort of um not, I I don't know if I I don't necessarily love the word the ego but um that part of me that that is you know held on to that behavior I mean really started when I was a child um, is sort of like panicking, you know, it's almost like it's the last flame and there's a bunch of firefighters there with hoses, you know, and it's like, no, no, I can't go out. And, and I think that's kind of happening, you know, because between Masterful Living and uh, just the feeling I got really when I started listening to this this Marianne Williamson's book, I'm like, oh, I think this this would lick it, you know. I think this is really just something that's really going to assist me and I think part of me was like, oh, my God, you know, but that's your security blanket. That's your Linus. And, you know, I've been doing this for 30-whatever years and, and, and now sort of confronted. So I think it was sort of an anxiety attack brought on by the possibility of of uh, healing, which is just mm-hmm. so, I don't know, it's kind of sort of uh, fascinating in and of itself, that behavior. You know, you'd think you'd be like, oh, great, I don't have this anymore. But there is a part of me, I think, that's just so, is such a big part of me that to be without it, it's really hard to identify. So, sorry, that yeah. was a big ramble. No problem.
Who turned you on to the book by by Ken Wapnick? How did you hear about that, Akash? Um, I think I was on I was on eBay looking at a, a course in miracles related items, and uh, that was that was on one of the listings. Um, and so I thought I'd get it. It's a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like fundamental, of course, in miracles and its approach. Um, but what I found helpful, and I, I, I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this to Laurie when I spoke to her. Uh, it's not last week, but the week before. That um, Ken has the bit in the book where he says that, or how I understood what he said is that by by choosing to um keep the 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 particular thinking and feeling uh of the habits around uh overeating and the results being um a holding extra weight onto ourselves he said is a person's way of um proving to themselves that uh, in in their mind that God is wrong because the premise for that for the person would be that if if God is 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 right then you know I would be happy or the person would be happy but the defense if you like is to is to prove to themselves that oh no you know God God is wrong um, and I'm going to, you know, carry on doing what I'm doing and feel all the negative emotions of, I don't know, self-loathing and self-hate and disappointment and depression and all those, which essentially are, um, they might be unloving ways that we we have developed to uh, relate to ourselves. And because they're unloving, they're fearful. And in being fearful, they're, um not not supported by God, shall we say, but then we we can persist in choosing as Jennifer would say to invest in them uh, to our own detriment and um the particular passage where he goes through that uh explanation for me was because the the whole well, what am I trying to say? That particular passage was, you know, really, really spoke to me. And there's another bit in the book which really spoke to me, where he he said, you know, when when you're eating, whatever you're eating, uh, imagine or think to yourself that Jesus is with you uh, whilst you're eating uh, whatever it is that you're eating. And I adopted that approach sometimes more than others, and I haven't done it uh, that much recently, but when I did do it, it kind of brought me into a different kind of awareness around food, um, because if Jesus was with me, then, you know, there, there was there was nowhere to go, and there, 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 was, there weren't the, um, I don't know, kind of habitual sort of compensating ideas for which to eat. It was just you know, to, to nourish myself and enjoy being alive sort of thing, which is a, a, a different attitude uh, than perhaps 
emotional overeating and things like that. So uh, those two particular uh, sections in the book really spoke to me. Some some of the other uh, dialogue in the book, especially if you're not a course in not following a course in miracles as a student, uh, you might find. Uh, uh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you find it, but I, I found it uh, quite quite difficult to. Even though I do study uh, a course in miracles, I found it quite sort of fundamentalist in a way. But you know interesting nevertheless and uh yeah i'm looking forward to making my way through uh marianne williamson's um uh work on on uh on this and uh, i'll keep you posted yeah that would be great i'd love that yeah and that's really interesting i mean that that i think so much for me about what's learning is just thinking about things, not just maybe conquering or changing certain behaviors, but just learning to think about things in a new way, you know, like that is just, uh, that's just such a different way to approach, you know, at least for me, it would be, you know, my eating habits and sort of the, the mind space that I'm in when I eat, and um, that's really interesting, that imagery, you know, that's, to me, it's a very vivid image of Jesus sitting there, you know, with you and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I I like that uh, that imagery. Uh, quite often, I I do imagine that Jesus is with me because in the course he does say, "I am with you always." Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I do try and you know remember that you know his his presence is is there and available. And it has uh, changed my life. That's a good point. I mean, we do, whether it's the Bible or the living, of course, miracles or anything, you hear that, you know, Jesus is with me always. And I think, you know, like I cling to that and think about that and use that as comforting. But I think of it more on like an esoteric level of, you know, he's always out there there available for me versus like the the image of actually being there with me when I'm doing day-to-day tasks you know for me mm-hmm. like walking my dog or whatever you know like I don't think of it in that way so I think that's a really neat way to um incorporate Jesus into day-to-day things you know mm-hmm. Uh, that just made me think of something that I don't know who I was talking to about this. It might be uh, a friend of mine uh, who's also a course student. She's not on Masterful, uh, the Masterful Living uh, program, uh, but she's a friend of mine uh, called Helen. And we were having a conversation about uh, it's like some, sometimes we, we can't bring as much as, you know, I can uh imagine to myself that you know Jesus is is with me um doing what I'm doing you know eating my meal or as you say walking the dog it's like sometimes i mean i don't know what you'll think about this and you know other people will have their own ideas about this but it's like sometimes we can't bring we can't bring Jesus into the illusion um but we can join 
with him uh, where he represents uh, the truth and the wholeness of God. So it's, it's, I, I just mentioned that so that it's, it's like when, so yeah, I mean, I might find it helpful to, to, to think that, um, Jesus is, is sitting with me even right now as I'm speaking. Um, but the awareness is that, you know, he, he is, he's in my mind, um, and he is helping me remember uh you know the truth and the loving nature of god and so it, it i i just wanted to kind of share that thank you thank you for sharing that i don't know can you say it can you try saying it again in a different way because i'm not quite sure i followed it may just be deeper than my brain can go <laughs> but, <can you> <laughs> well the, the the point the point was that um may, may, maybe the the lack of clarity is that I'm not 100% clear about this myself <laughs> <laughs> but the the idea let's just say or what I heard and I thought mm, maybe that's true is that we ca- we can't we can't bring um Well, anyway, the, the words that caught my attention were that we can't bring Jesus into the illusion. So the illusion is, you know, I'm 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 sitting in my living room, and that that's what appears appears to be real. But at the same time, the, we're taught in the course that the Holy Spirit can use um, anything in our experience to help us uh, have the miracle, which is a, a shift in our perception that will uh, lead us to an experience of truth. So I'm sitting in my living room, and I'll imagine that Jesus is with me in my, in my living room. And by doing that, I'm trying to make a connection um, between me and Jesus. But the point is, is that Jesus is not, he's not in the living room because in absolute terms, my living room doesn't even exist. So I don't know if this is going too deep or not, but, but he is with me nevertheless because the, the, the living room is, 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 is symbolic. It's a symbolic, um, manifestation of something that makes meaning to me in my world and is in my mind. But Jesus is also present in my mind, side by side with all the ideas that I think that are true, and he is representing for me the the deeper and, shall I say, absolute truth. So when I say um, he is he is here with me in the living room, he's not really... I don't, I don't know how to how to talk, carry on talking about this without contradicting myself. But what I felt like saying is, is that he he is really with me, um, but he's he's not in he's not in 
in the in in the places in the world where my false identity identifies itself as being and continuing to have its existence. He is with me where I truly am in my own nature as a son of God and as we are all children of God. So he is he is with us, but we mustn't try and, and going back to the words that I thought, hmm, I need to pay attention to this, is that we we can't we can't drag we can't drag him into into the the, the the falsity of our experiences. He he will be there on the in the bridge uh, between where we think we are and where we truly are, reminding us of where we truly are. But he's anyway. I'll, I think I've said enough. But thank you. No, I I do. I definitely I I understand now what you're saying. Um, I think that's super, I think that's very, it's interesting and it's a very different, you know, it's a very different level to think at, you know. Um, for me, I think probably partly because of just my uh, upbringing, like Presbyterian upbringing, and partly because I'm just a very, uh, like, real tactile kind of person. Uh, like, to me, the thought of, I understand, like, what what the thought means or whatnot about, you know, that we're not really here, this isn't really our experience. But a part of me goes, yeah, well, I don't think that that's true, you know. And, I mean, for me, just my beliefs because, like, God wouldn't have sort of created this whole experience. I think we can get um, get to believe that this is the only experience and this is the only plane that matters and forget about the spiritual plane. But I guess in my mind, like, God wouldn't have created this whole world and trees and houses and cars and animals, whatever it is that's part of our experience, if he didn't want us to be in it, you know, and he talks about being in the world but not of it. So, like, part of me is like, oh, well, I don't want to think that Jesus isn't with me in a very real way, like, with something, you know, like, a part of this world, because then to me that puts distance between me and him. You know, mm-hmm. if I think, oh, I'm I'm toiling in this world and, and trying to reach a spiritual plane and that's where Jesus is, like then to me he's almost never going to be able to be really with me if he's not, you know, with me in this place where I am now. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. but Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um and I don't know how, I'm just thinking, I don't know how the other callers, if there are other callers, I think they might, I might have heard another voice earlier, how they're uh, getting along with uh, our conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, um, I mean, I, I've, I've been a, a student of the course for a, a number of years now. Um, slowly making my way through the through the workbook, um, about uh, three quarters of the way through the workbook now, and um, I, I, I'll just express some of the ideas. Which, given what you've said, um, I'm not sure how uh, you'll react or feel about them. But if you like the the, cent- the central message of a course in miracles essentially 
you know, we talk about the separation from God. So, in a nutshell, the whole course is there to teach us that um, actually nothing has happened, i.e. the separation from God hasn't really happened. And the atonement, which is like a, you know, for me how I understand that is, you know, fully fully accepting and allowing into my mind, um, A, the awareness uh, that the separation hasn't occurred, and part of having that awareness is uh, experiencing in my mind uh, the loving thoughts of God, and those those thoughts essentially take me to uh, the truth of my being, which, if you like, is my own holiness. And in fact, this is one of the uh, lessons. One of the lessons in the course about, I think, the lesson is my holiness is my salvation. Uh, but what I wanted to start off saying, which it's not to to try and push you into thinking necessarily the same, but it's just to share something that I think the course is very clear about. Uh, but given, I don't know, the, the history of thinking, you know, in mankind's history, et cetera, et cetera, and also some of the traditional ideas, uh, even in the Bible, uh, it's not always very easy to speak about. And that is that um, the world is like, <laughs> okay, uh, dear Holy Spirit, please help me communicate this. So there is, there is no world even. I know it sounds crazy and it, it seems like it could just be theoretical, but you will you the, I, I've had experiences where I've felt the truth of what Jennifer teaches that you know my my experiences are are going to be consistent uh, with my beliefs, and when you boil that right down, then tells us or it teaches us or we, it's revealed to us that the entire world is actually in my mind. So when you said that, um, you know, God wouldn't um, have created this experience for us uh, if he didn't want us to, to, be in, to be in it or to experience it, um, the, the, the truth of that or the, the, what what I feel is is true within that is that yes there is there is a, a higher plan or a plan uh, for me I call it the plan of the Holy Spirit or the plan for our salvation which is a higher purpose for everything that happens to us so that is true but for me God did not create the world. Um, and I, I'm sorry, and I, I apologize to anyone, because I don't want this to be just a, this is not for me to just, you know, bandy about ideas or anything. It's just to talk about things in um, 
an environment that we're we're creating in the community calls to to share openly and to learn from each other. And I'm saying this in the spirit of of uh, maybe helping you think about things in a, in a way that I, I have found has, has really changed how, how I live. Um, so um, there is no world out there. Uh, the world is being dreamt up um, by the part of our minds that believes in separation. So it's like a... It's like a continuum within our minds. Um, and each moment that we're living is a reliving of either two things. It's either a reliving of the, the moment or the idea that we can be separate from God, which is actually the essence of time, you know, divisions and multiple divisions that continue on dividing. Or we have a decision in our minds to return uh, our awareness uh, to where it truly resides in God and of God. And when we do that, it's like, you know, we all want to live a better life and uh, experience, well, I say we all want it because I believe fund fundamentally deep down uh, within us all is, is the desire for, uh, you know, a joyful life. So, but for me, that I translate that as experiencing the peace, love, and joy of God. And what I'm trying to say is that the peace, love, and joy of God is already accomplished because as a, in, you know, the traditional uh, vocabulary of the course, as the son of God, um, which thankfully to me is... Um, a title for, for each of us, so son or daughter of God, not, not just Jesus. And Jesus in the course is taught, taught to us as being our elder brother, uh, not as our, our, our creator. Um, but he is devoted to us because of his place uh, within the plan of atonement, uh, in which, you know, he is so close to our father that he can draw draw us nearer to our father than we could possibly uh, be able to reach reach up to him on our own. Um, and so he he is also devoted to us because he knows the truth about us as um, as how am I trying to say? Um, maybe I'll stop there. But um, I thank you very much for li for listening to this because, you know, I, I do think about it, but I also have experiences. Of, it might sound, I don't know how it sounds when I say to have experiences of that kind of thing. Um, but maybe, I don't know, uh, how do you feel about that or uh, what would you like to say? Uh, well, I appreciate the way you phrased it too, and and just uh, I agree that this is a safe space. And to me, this is it's all very interesting. You know why we believe the things we believe, and how new ideas come, you know, to thought. So for me, I've come to a place where I can hear things, and then they sort of you know kick around in my brain or my spirit or whatnot, and then 
to me, I feel like my spirit self or my spiritual self goes, huh, okay, this this fits in with or this doesn't fit with, you know, um, you know, this part isn't for me, you know. And mm. so, like, I hear what you're, I hear what you're saying, and I understand it in a logical sense, and I agree, like, part of me agrees, like, okay, yes, I, I get that, I get that we're, I get the part about the, you know, we're not really here. I mean, I understand the basis for that, but part of me um, is I'm just, I keep using the word tactile, and I don't know that that's right, but I'm very much like a, I guess. What was that word again? Tactile. um, Tactile, yeah. Yeah, you know, it just sort of, like to me, you know, like when I, for me, like being in nature is when I'm very, or when I'm with my animals is when I feel closest to God a lot because um, I feel those are, I, I don't know, I could even explain it. But anyway, but um, so to me, like when I see a beautiful flower or an insect or I, I don't know, something like that, that, um, that is sort of like a very real grounding kind of in my face, you know, God experience. And so having it that way, it's hard for me to sort of go, okay, all of that doesn't exist, <laughs> you know, and to sort of because like to to say it doesn't exist to me negates the what I feel God has designed or set up um, and also like negates his um, – the daily ways that I see God, you know, or angels or, you know, somebody's kindness or miracles or whatever, those are all things that I see in my experience. So if God doesn't isn't creating or, you know, not intentionally having us in this world, then those, you know, then they're not an expression of God, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think it's I think it's very interesting. For me, I just... I guess I just have a different experience, you know, of what uh, what God is. But I like the point about the separation that sort of takes the separation part, you know, out of out of the whole spiritual equation because you're not separate from God. It's establishing the fact mm-hmm. that you're not, you know, we're not here and He's not there. You know, like we're not on yeah. earth and He's in heaven. You know, we're on the same spiritual plane. So mm-hmm. I definitely think that's interesting. Okay. All right, well, yeah, you know, use what's what's useful or pertinent and uh, leave the rest aside. I guess uh, just to um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I need to say, and I don't think I do really. <laughs> but anyway, thanks thanks for listening to what I did have to say. Oh no, I, I thought it was very interesting and it gives me like I said, it's that kind of that new idea thing, you know. It's just because I'm not at a place now to go, Oh, okay, yeah, I agree. That's okay, that's how I'm gonna think from now on, you know, like uh, that sort of yeah. that's gonna be my experience doesn't mean that there aren't things there for me to explore or whatnot, you know, it's just a matter of um you know, if you have certain ideas that are held, you know, that are sort of your structure of who God is or whatnot, and then the new idea is presented, 
you know, part of me as I go is, oh, you know, like I may have a very visceral reaction like, oh, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, that can't be, you know. <laughs> That's different from what I learned in Sunday school or whatnot. But there's also a part of me that goes, okay, but there's, you know, a reason that information is out there and that interpretation is out there and what can I, what can I glean from that that, um, you know, that would assist me or that might, yeah, that would assist me in achieving a different spiritual experience, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm not sure uh, what else to say. I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of forgiveness at the moment. Um, and reminded of uh, what Jennifer has said about that being, uh, you know, giving up the meaning that uh, we have made of things. Um, and I was just kind of thinking to myself, you know, that for myself too, you know, to be willing to let go of uh, even ideas that might might be dear to me and at worst that could be a victim consciousness uh or i don't know some i don't know inflated idea about myself or whatever it is uh, but you know let letting go of the meanings that i have made and to make room for um I'm just thinking of one of the lessons that is repeated a few times in in a review, uh, which led me to think that it, you know, is an important lesson. And the lesson in A Course in Miracles is, um, well, the second half of the lesson is, is I am as God created me. So if I can let go of, you know, my own ideas of myself, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be left with nothing, but it means that I can uh allow myself to experience uh my true nature or the, the 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 truth of who I am that is free of my own impositions of meaning etc cetera, etc cetera. um and uh you know working with uh with Jennifer has has really has really helped me just be more present for a start um and it's helped me bring together um things that i have learnt from different places uh different books i mean i'm i'm quite a, a big reader but these days i don't read that much um outside of uh things related to the course um but it's it's just brought brought uh what would i say it's like a i'm thinking of the word synergy um and i'm also remembering her teaching about uh heart mind congruity and Yeah, in, in this space, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really thankful that 
I've been led to, you know, these moments in time uh, where I can learn uh, how to unlearn, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, un- undo ways that are no longer serving me. Um, and, you know, be open to uh, possibilities that previously have been um, just things that I, 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 w- I wouldn't I wouldn't have considered. Um, so, for example, I'm thinking of um, returning to be a, a a massage practitioner. I used to be a massage therapist, and uh, this was before I, I, I got ill. I've been ill for a, a number of years and have been stable. Uh, more recently, um, uh, in uh, the vocabulary of society, you know, I, I have a, a long-term mental health condition. Um, but in terms of what we're learning about how the mind works from, you know, Jennifer's teachings and A Course in Miracles, you know, uh, I I know what it is like to be so full of uh, you know, attack thoughts and that kind of mentality and it being so destructive that literally, you know, I've had, you know, mental breakdowns from that. And my life is just so different now. I mean, and yes, you know, now and in this context, you know, we're working with Jennifer and for, for, for me, the, the momentum, if you like, that was gathering you know, was from A Course in Miracles, and now it's led me to working with Jennifer. And my life is is so different um, for for the better, and I'm, you know, really, really grateful for that. And um, there is underneath... Um, so I'm talking about this, this moment in time. There is a fear... Um, which is probably, I don't know how to rationalize it, um, but there is a fear of, of letting go of ways that no longer serve me. So, for example, uh, I did talk to Jennifer about this on my one-on-one call, and she had a suggestion, uh, which I haven't actually implemented, about uh, when I said to her that uh, one of my challenges was smoking, uh, she's recommended to me that perhaps I can use the um, in case of meltdown options and not deny myself I wanted to smoke, but to do those things as loving acts to help myself. But anyway, um, I do need to implement that. And um, what I'm thinking to myself is that, yeah, the, there's there's ways that I hold on to um, that I don't, I don't really need to, and I'm, I'm willing to. I'm, I'm, I said in my my prayer with Laurie today. You know, I'm willing to offer up the limited thinking and the ways that I keep myself feeling uh, a, a limited expression of of life uh, that's related to the self medication of smoking and. Um, I'm really looking forward to to letting that go and and, and dissolving that because even that is going to 
changed my life so much for the better. And uh, thanks once again for listening so intently. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, I was sitting here going, oh, well, we need another hour to discuss the whole mental health thing because <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't mean that in, you know, a negative, I, I just, because I've dealt with depression my whole life, and so I've been on medication, and that's, to me, that's such a, not a hot button, but, you know, the whole, is it, like, sort of nature nurture, you know, is it spiritual, is it something you can heal spiritually, well, what if God gave us, you know, medication as a tool, that's his answer to prayer, you know, so I was thinking all of those thoughts, but um, how does, uh, just a follow-up question, how does, uh, you were talking about perhaps going back to the massage business, as, as to me that seems sort of the catalyst for a lot of that, do you, are you thinking that that might pull you back into some of the behavior? I wasn't making the connection there. Oh no, what I was thinking of is in order to, well, uh, I remember hearing, um, certainly on one occasion, if not uh, another time as well, from Jennifer, in one of the calls, we were talking about, well, you know, what are the benefits of being of being sick, or you know, what are the benefits? And she talked about okay. somebody, I don't know if it was in San Francisco or where it was, uh, and she said to them, you know, that you, you I can't remember what their ailment was, but. Oh, she, I remember it. She it said, was AIDS. You know, "Yeah, it was AIDS uh, because he had uh, like a really, I think, a nice condo or something. Uh, you know, there yeah. was something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so for example, at the moment, you know, I I have to pay only a very nominal uh, weekly amount for my rent. You know, so my rent is pretty much paid. I don't have to pay uh, council tax, which is a government tax for wherever you live. I don't know what the equivalent is in America." Um, I have uh, free uh, medical uh, treatment and dental treatment, um, and I get a certain amount to to live on each month, um, and I can get by on that. And in England, we call it the benefit trap, where the incentive to go to work uh, is often over overridden. Um, by uh, the benefit of uh, staying uh, on sickness benefit uh, because in order to earn the amount of money that you receive for sickness benefit, you'd have to work uh, probably, you know, really very hard uh, for perhaps, depending on your point of view, um, not enough gain. So for me, I know that I would like to be... uh, you know, to borrow somebody else's words, um, you know, a beneficial presence in the world. And I know what it feels like uh, to, you know, give somebody a good treatment. I mean, I know I train in a specific technique. Um, it's called the Ironman technique. And I, I like that particular way of, of working as well. And I have a diploma in it, you know, I'm, I'm fully qualified in it, I have experience in it. So it's something that I feel I could go back to. But I mentioned it more in the context of my own rehabilitation. I I think that it's um, it's an achievable goal. It, it may it may not it may not um, it may not seem that easy. Um, and there are fears associated with uh, 
you know, coming off uh, the, the, the payments uh, for sickness benefit. But for me, I, 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 uh, w- w- one of the elements of my contract, for example, was uh, to express the voice of love in meaningful work in the world. And I could, I could see myself, um, you know, giving treatments to uh, people who perhaps come and see me uh, at my home, and I could treat them. I've got a treatment couch uh, from uh, when I used to work in that uh, profession. Um, I could see them at my home, and that would mean, you know, uh, notifying the council for a change of use for my premises, so then I'll be fully liable for my rent, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So. The et cetera is for me being um, that I would need to get myself into uh, an experience um, whereby I was uh, participating in, you know, the abundance of the universe, essentially, um, rather than holding on to, for example, one of the things I'm working on with uh, therapy with uh, or at therapy with um, my uh, therapist Scylla is uh, the fear of uh, not being able to earn enough money for example so there are ways of thinking uh, e.g. the fear of not having enough money which in another uh, in other words could also be the fear of not uh, generating enough clients or I don't know if that's the right way to uh, um, articulate it, you know, but, you know, will will people show up for treatments? You know, and right. yes, I'd have to ad- advertise and things like that. So, but in the long and the short of it, when, how I've looked at it is that uh, I was saying to Laurie that if in order to, for it to make financial sense, I've boiled it down and done the figures that I would need to see two clients a day for five days a week if I allow myself up to six weeks holiday a year, which is plenty of holiday. So, and that is manageable. You know, if I advertise and if I'm in, I need to be in, in pretty good physical shape. My experience from being a massage therapist before um, was that, you know, it helps to, because how I work as a therapist is, I don't, I don't know what the the term is, but I've I have... Uh, come across it it's it's intuitive in a way but it's like I've trained in this technique but when I'm working as a massage therapist it's like I it's like I feel the energy moving through me uh, in 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 a way that tells me how it's moving through my client's body so if I'm out of shape, then I'll a not be as receptive to it, but b I'll be feeling I'll be feeling my own blocks and my own uh, stuff, if you like, uh, and not be as clear. Uh, you know, letting if 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 the energy is moving through my body clearly, then the communication is clear as to where the blockages are in my my clients. Um, body that that's how I experienced it working so I know I need to get myself into shape so I was just mentioning going back to work as a massage therapist as one of my you know 
longer term goals that I am nevertheless working towards by, you know, attending now to, you know, my physical body, working with my my um personal trainer and, you know, putting the various steps uh, into place that I, I would need to do in order to make the possibility. I'm, I'm keeping an open mind, you know, there may be something else that is in my highest good that is planned for me that at this moment in time hasn't come into my mind, but uh, I'm thinking that, you know, going back and working as a massage therapist uh, could be uh, very good for me and, and all concerned. So uh, it was in that context that I was uh, intending to mention that. But you do have a point, though, because uh, around the time um, that I was working as a massage therapist uh, many, well, many years ago, um, I, I, I had got unwell, but that was more linked to a relationship that I was in, and I won't go into all of that now, but um, yeah, so, you know, there were things happening in my life around the time when I was working as a massage therapist, which probably did lead to my uh, breakdown, <laughs> so there was that as well, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for explaining, and I didn't understand the connection, so thank you for, for sharing that. And thank you to whoever else is on the call that didn't come out. I hope we didn't monopolize the call. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. It's Mary again. Does anybody have anything else they want to share this morning? Well, thank you all for sharing so deeply. <clears throat> A beautiful, beautiful share. Thank you. I'll go ahead and um, close us out. So let us take another deep breath of love and gratitude. As we enter into the deep abiding gratitude that God is. That God is our life. And that God has always been <clears throat> and always will be leading us and guiding us. 
that he truly is with us. We call upon and invoke the higher Holy Spirit self, and we know that Jesus always comes to our awareness, whether we sense a physical being or we go to the place in our mind where we know that the eternal truth is there abiding in us. We are grateful to choose the truth now. Right now, we share the expansion of our healing, our awakening, and our awareness with everyone because we are one with them. In this very moment, we surrender any thoughts of lack, limitation, separation. We surrender all unforgiveness, all unforgiveness for ourselves and for others. And we invoke the higher Holy Spirit self, the great I am presence, to enter into our awareness and wipe clean the slate, wipe clean every thought that simply is not true. We, as students in Masterful Living, we are interested in knowing the truth and we surrender all false beliefs so that we are aware of our only function of the truth, of the love that we are right now, right here. We don't have to change. Our mind is very holy. We are holy, perfect, whole, and complete. And we believe that for each other, and we believe it for ourselves, and we affirm it. And we give thanks for this awareness. We allow it to be. We accept it as done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, as Jennifer says. Hmm. Well, thanks to everyone. Thanks to Mary for facilitating and for Akash for sharing. I'm sending you a big hug across the Atlantic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Mary. Has it gotten there, or is it on slow? No, <laughs> no, no. We're we're in uh, 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 soul time, so I got it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Tina, I feel it on the uh, east, co- uh, west coast here in California too. Warm fuzzy right. coming over me. Oh, good, good. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye everyone. Bye everybody. I'll have a good week. You too.